When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The John Cordray Show, number 24. Coming up in this episode, I'm talking about a high school reunion and five reflections about life. This is The John Cordray Show, the infusion of mental health and healthy living. Welcome to the green zone of inspiration, encouragement, and enlightenment. Discover how you can feel better so you can start living better. And now, your host, your friendly neighborhood therapist, a national certified counselor, a leading voice of emotionally healthy living, and the mental health dude, John Cordray. Well, welcome to the John Cordray Show. I am so glad to have you here today. My name is John Cordray, and I am a licensed counselor and a national certified counselor as well. And uh, this show is all about talking about life and and doing life together and what you can do to help you live a better life uh, emotionally. You know, one of the things that I do, uh, I guess, in my day job is uh, I have a private practice and I see clients in my office every day for various reasons. And uh, I thought uh, a while back that I would start a podcast show and didn't know what I would name it. So I thought, well, I'll just call it the John Cordray Show. And, and that's what I did. And so this show is all about, uh, well, what, what makes you struggle in life? What is your main struggle? Is it depression, anxiety? Is it relationship issues or your marriage? And the point is, we all have things going on in our life. And I want to be able to come to you and talk and, and just share a little bit of, of what I'm thinking about, uh, what I've learned from my clients and trying to pass that along to you. And, and hopefully, if you listen to any of my other shows, that, that they have been helpful to you in some way. And so today is uh, an interesting episode because re- very recently I went to my wife's uh, 25th high school reunion. And uh, ironically, I have never been to my reunion, uh, but I've been to several of my wife's. And as I was sitting in the the uh, the room with the music blaring and everybody visiting, I really was able to reflect. And I thought, well, I have the time. Why not work on? Why not work on uh, an episode for my podcast? And so, sure enough, that's what I did. A lot of what I'm talking about is what I was thinking about. And in fact, I was writing my outline. Uh, while I was sitting at the table with some other husbands that were there that uh, that were like me, didn't really know anybody, and we just kind of sat there. So here's my question for you. What were you like in high school? Yeah, yep. I'm sure you have flashbacks of what you looked like and what you did and the friends you hung out with. But that's my point. 
And so today's episode is is 24, and it's about a high school reunion and five reflections about life. You know, there's different parts and different times of our life where we're almost forced to reflect on our life, where we've been and where we've come to and, and all the journey, ups and downs in between. And there comes a time when we just need to sit back and reflect on who we really are. How did we get here? Where have we come and, and what's going on in our lives? And then the bigger question is, where are we heading? Where do we go from here in our life? And hopefully, hopefully as you reflect on your own life, you can think about the mistakes and the regrets and not dwell on them, but turn them around and say, I'm going to live a better life. Yeah, I had a pretty poor past, but I'm going to have a much better future. And really, that's that's what I wanted to talk about in this uh, episode. Because I think there are major, what I call marks in our life, that have a profound impact uh, in our life. And, and there are markers and those are the times that we remember, and sometimes those markers shape who we are today. And I think there are different markers in our life, and I think of there's funerals, and there's weddings, and there's high school reunions. These are markers in our life that kind of force us to think and reflect on our life. In fact, this past weekend, we went to my wife's uh, 25th high school reunion, but a few days before that, we went to her aunt's funeral. And so I had a lots of time to reflect on my own life as a, uh, as a husband, as a father, and as a man, and going to the funeral and watching the relatives weep over their mother, in my wife's case, her aunt. And then the next day going to her high school reunion and celebrating the fact that they're having fun and re-equating, uh, re- reuniting with friends. And I'm struck with the fact that in a blink of an eye, we can lose a loved one, but life carries on. That, that funeral re- reminded me, wow, life is short, and we've got to make the best of this. We need to really work on our relationships. I mean, let's face it, what's the most important thing in your life right now? And my guess is it's your family. My guess is it's not necessarily your job, not necessarily making a lot of money, but it's your family. When everything is stripped away from you, what is the one thing that you want to hang on with your life? And that's your family. That's my guess. That's what it is for me anyway. And when you go to the funeral, you're just kind of forced to think about what kind of a life you have lived, what kind of relationships, what kind of a legacy are you leaving to those around you. And then there's weddings. It kind of has the opposite effect of a funeral. A wedding is full of hope and joy and excitement and future. There's such a huge future ahead of you. And then you are you think about your own life again. And, and maybe you think about your wedding or, or maybe your grandkids or your kids. And you're thinking maybe you're projecting into the future and walking your daughter down the aisle. But you tend to reflect a lot at weddings as well. And then there's high school reunions. 
high school reunions is getting back to your roots and laughing and having a great time with your friends that you haven't met or visited in the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And so those are markers in our life that kind of force us to think about who am I? Where did I come from? What was my past? How did I get where I'm at today? And so that's why I want to talk about the high school reunion and the five reflections that I was thinking of about my own life. And I wanted to pass that along to you. So here's my question to you again. What were you like in high school? What did you look like? Did you have an afro? (laughs) Did you have big hair like my wife? She graduated in, well, I better be careful what I say here. Uh, But let's just say she went to school in the late 80s. And during that time, big hair was a huge deal. And looking at some of the photos, I can't believe big hair was even a thing. So maybe you had big hair. Maybe you, you had a mullet. Maybe you had ripped jeans. Whatever the fad was, it's kind of fun to kind of look back in your yearbook or some old photos of you in high school, isn't it? It's kind of fun to look at that. And, but, you know, when I was sitting in that room, there was a band playing, and it was loud. They were good, but it was loud. It was really hard to talk. But it was as I was watching around, just kind of observing everybody around me, as I was sitting at the table with a few other husbands that didn't know anybody, I was just watching old friends catch up and get reacquainted. And I noticed something very interesting that made me reflect on my own life, kind of reflections of our humanity, what makes us truly human or in the the cord that connects us all. I know I'm getting philosophical here, but I can't help it. When you go to something like a high school reunion, you tend to get philosophical because, my gosh, we went to a, a high school reunion of 25 years since we graduated high school, and it was like all of a sudden, even 25 years after high school, going back to this reunion, I can tell the people there it was just like it was just yesterday that they graduated from high school. They kind of get, you know, this. if you've been to a, a reunion, you know the scenario. When people arrive, the groups tend to form again. And it's very interesting. There's the popular group. There's the not so popular group. And they tend to gravitate towards one another again after 25 years or however long you've been out of high school. And as I was watching this really interesting phenomenon, I couldn't help but reflect on these five life reflections, if you will. And we all have a past. And some, there are some times in our past that we're very grateful for. You might have great memories of high school, for instance. You may have some very, very good friends that you still keep in contact with. But then there's also a past for some that regret their past, that made some huge mistakes in their past, and they want to avoid it, and they try everything they can to avoid it, to to not think about it, because they regret the things they did in their past. 
maybe avoiding not going to your high school reunion because of regrets. Now, I never went to my high school reunion, not because I have regrets, because I live so far away and I just, you know, how it goes. So what are my five reflections on humanity? And I think you'll resonate, you'll you'll, um, connect with this as well. So number one of my five reflections is that we all have a story. We all have a story. And what I mean by that, we all have a journey that we have gone in our life. Whether good or bad, we have a story. You know, high school reunions are great places to put on a mask and pretend that we have it all together when we don't. And all of us have a story, and it usually involves pain and hardships. See, high school reunions, you want to put on your best face. You want to at least give that persona that you are successful. You are happy. You have a great family. You want to to present that to your friends. But I know that's not the case for everybody. And you can't pretend that we have it all together because we have a story, whether good or bad, we have the story. And a lot of times it involves pain and hardship. Who hasn't lived and not experienced pain and hardship in your life? We all have. That's what binds us together as humans. We've all gone through some kind of pain and some kind of hardship in our life. So here's a takeaway from that reflection. Don't be quick to judge others. Don't assume the worst in people. You don't know what that person has gone through. You don't know their story. So don't judge them. Don't be quick to say whatever in judgment. Don't assume the worst in people because they have a story too, just like you and I. Number two, we can't change our past. Our past can be full of regrets. It could be full of should'ves and could'ves and would'ves. We may have a painful past, and we cannot change that fact. It would be nice, wouldn't it, to go back and erase all those regrets, all those things that maybe you've done in high school or college, or maybe something that's happened to you, you wish you could go back and change it and erase it, but we can't. That part of your life is will always be a part of you, regrets and all. And so here's the takeaway from this reflection. We can't change the past, but we can make amends with those we have hurt. We can't change the past, but we can make amends with those we have hurt. If you have in your life the regret of really hurting somebody, I mean really hurting them, maybe you did some very bad things. Maybe you really hurt them in a very bad way. You can't change that fact. You cannot go and erase that from their memory. But what you can do is try to make amends with that person that you have greatly hurt or greatly offended. You can try. Maybe write a letter. Maybe uh, write an email. Maybe call them. 
and just say, you know what, I cannot change the fact of what I did to you. But now as I think about it, I have these regrets. And you may not realize that I have these regrets for so long. I've been hanging on to these. And I got to get get them off my back. And I need to get it out of my, uh, my heart because I have offended you. I hurt you years ago. And I want to tell you, I am so sorry. Will you please forgive me? That's making amends. So you can't change your past, whether it's something happened to you or you did something to someone else. You can't change your past. But you certainly can make amends. You certainly can go and ask for that person's forgiveness. Or maybe you need to go to the person and, and, get, and ask them to ask for forgiveness. I don't know, but you need to make amends. So number three, the third point or reflection is we can learn from our brokenness. We can learn from our brokenness. We're all broken. We're not perfect. In fact, we're far from perfect. And if you think you're better than others, you're not. We're all broken. We all have let other people down. We all have things that we think about. We all wrestle with what I call an inner critic about ourselves. And sometimes we can be our worst enemies. Sometimes we can really focus on our weaknesses. Sometimes we can dwell on our brokenness and we can say, everybody else is better than I am. Why am I still here? I feel like a failure. We're all broken in some way, in some form. That's what makes us human. And so here's a takeaway for this reflection. Remember that others are broken too. Remember that other people are broken just like you are, just like I am. So be quicker to forgive than to hold on to grudges. That person that you might be really upset with, maybe it's a, a family member, maybe it's a good friend, maybe it's your spouse, but that person that you are so angry with and you're holding on grudges, maybe for years. We were at that high school reunion. It's been 25 years, and I, I bet that there are people in that room who are still holding on to grudges of other people from their high school. Remember that those people that you are angry with and you're holding grudges against are broken just like you are. So be quicker to forgive them than to hang on to grudges. Get rid of those grudges. Life is far too short to hang on to grudges. Just a few days before the high school reunion, I went to a funeral of my wife's aunt. So funerals are very good at letting you know that life is too short. So if you're hanging on to a grudge and you're bitter and you're resentful, and maybe you have a right to be, but let me tell you, if that's you, you're not hurting that person. You're hurting yourself. So forgive them. I don't forgiveness that has nothing to do with excusing their behavior has everything to do with saying, oh, yeah, they're broken too, just like me. And I got to let go of this 
this cancer, if you will, of holding grudges because it will eat away at you. That bitterness will eat away at you just like cancer does. So you got to get rid of that. It'd be quicker to forgive than hold on to grudges. The fourth reflection. It's very similar to what I just said. It's better to forget or it's better to give and forgive than to take and hate. I know, okay. <laughs> that sounds a little cheesy, cliche, but it's true. It's better to give and forgive than to take and hate. What can you give somebody? Could it be your time? Could it be a skill that you have but other people don't? And when I mean by give, I mean give without cost, without a price. Maybe you're a business owner and maybe there's something to go the extra mile that you don't charge for. It's much better to give and forgive. Now, forgiveness I just talked about. Taking is somebody who takes up that other person's time and not really caring that they're taking up that other person's time. And then hating, well, you know what hating is. And that's that disease that will eat away at you. And it will take, I think, life, time off your life. And so life is way too short to hang on to grudges and resentment. And like I said, funerals have a way of reminding us of that. So here's the takeaway from my fourth reflection. Do you have anyone that you're angry with? Are you bitter? Life is already full of conflicts and strife. So don't add to it by holding a grudge. It's time to let go. I don't know your situation. I don't know your story. And you may have every right to be angry. And you may have a very legitimate reason to hold a grudge. So I don't know your story. But I do know that holding grudges and hanging on to resentment, those are things that will rob you of the joy of the life that you could have. And if you're angry at somebody, I hope you're thinking of that person. I hope you're thinking to yourself, well, maybe it is time to let go. Maybe it is time to make amends. I hope that's happening to you right now. Because my friend, I will tell you it is time. And so maybe you have a mom or a dad that you have had such anger towards. It's time to let that go. It's time to make amends. Now, what happens if that person that you are so angry with is no longer alive? Maybe it's your dad, maybe your mom, or maybe an aunt or an uncle, and you were so angry, and you held on to resentment and bitterness for maybe most of your life, and that person is no longer alive. What do you do then? Well, obviously you can't talk to them. 
But in your own heart, in your own mind, you have to forgive them. Maybe you write them a letter and you let the letter float away or you bury it next to their grave or whatever. But some way of letting letting go, making a symbolic gesture of saying, I am no longer going to hold this grudge against this person and I forgive them and I'm ready to move on with my life. And I hope you can do that. So number four was, it's better to give and forgive than to take and hate. And the last reflection, number five, change isn't always a bad thing. Change isn't always a bad thing. Change can actually be good. If you have areas in your life that you don't like, then you can change it for the good. I mean, a lot of people don't like change. There's there's change that I don't always like. But change can be good too. And if there's something in your life, as you're reflecting on your life, and you're thinking, man, I wish this was better. I wish I could do this better. I need to work on this. I have this weakness. Okay, that's not bad to be thinking about that. And then change can be good because it can have a way of motivating you to work on the areas in your life that you don't like. If you have an anger problem and you have a big temper and you don't like it, then you can work on it. If you are addicted to drugs or alcohol or whatever, you can work on it by getting help and and, and going to a treatment center. If you are overweight, you can change that by going to the gym and, and getting a personal trainer to help you lose weight and eat better. So change is not always a bad thing. It could be good. And if you have things in your life that you don't like, then it might be possible to change it, to make it better. We'll be back after a quick break. The year was 1846, and Sarah Graves was 21, a newlywed, and had dreams of moving to California. But an encounter with a group known as the Donner Party would change her life forever in a fight for survival that some would live to never speak of again. Here on The Land of Odd, we're a history podcast that covers the odd, macabre, and inspiring stories that you won't find in a textbook. At the time, two brothers were kidnapped by the circus to the connection between jazz and voodoo, or the double murder that inspired America's obsession with true crime. Listen to The Land of Odd, a history podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you and I can work on the negative things in our life to make it better, if you and I can do that, then we have changed our circle of relationships for the better. And if everybody, more and more and more people are changing themselves, they're changing their their circle of influence, if you will. And the more circles of influence the better our life will be. So change is not always bad. It can be good. So here's the takeaway. Yes, we are all broken. We're not perfect. 
but we can work on changing a negative behavior and try to turn it into a positive one. So try to remove that negativity in your life and replace it with a positive one. And that's my encouragement to you, my friends. So if you've ever been to a high school reunion, if you've ever been to a funeral, ever been to a wedding, I'm sure you've reflected on your own life. Going to a hospital and wondering if the person that's in the hospital is going to live or die is another example of where we can really reflect on life. But I guess my point is for this episode is, yeah, we have different major things that happen in our lives that force us to reflect on our life. But my encouragement would be to you is don't wait for those times to reflect and change. Don't sit back and say, oh man, yeah, I really wish this was different. Oh, well, what's the use? I can't change. No. Be active. Do something about it. Make your life better. And if you make your life better, then you're going to make everybody else's life better around you as well. And that's my encouragement to you. So here are my five reflections of our humanity that I just talked about. We all have a story. Don't be quick to judge others. Remember, they have a story as well. Number two, we can't change our past. But we can make amends for those we have hurt. Number three, we can learn from our brokenness. We're not perfect. But remember that other people are not perfect too. So it's better to be quicker to forgive than to hold on to grudges. Number four, it's better to give and forgive than to take and hate. Life is way too short to take and hate. And number five, change is not always a bad thing. It could be good. Maybe find something in your life that you need to work on. Take the negative out and replace it with a positive. And so those are my five reflections of our humanity. You may have some that you can add to it. You may reflect on your own life, and and maybe some of them are similar. Maybe you have different ones. Great. So my question to you is, what are you doing about it? How are you working on your life to make it better for those around you? What legacy are you leaving for your children and grandchildren? What kind of a role model are you with your coworkers? Are you living a life of integrity and in character, of love? If so, then you are spreading positivity all around you. And you're encouraging people around you. But if you're a natural cynic and you only look at the negative and you complain all the time, then you're spreading a whole different message. And if that's you, then my guess is people probably don't like being around you. And hopefully you want to work on that. Because you don't want to be classified by others as someone who is always negative No, you want somebody that's going to think of you as, well, that person, he's a positive person. A lot of bad things have happened in his life, but he's changed it for, for the good, for the better. 
So we all have things in our life. We all have areas that we wish were different. But I hope you're working on becoming a better person than you were 25 years ago or a better person than you were five years ago. And your goal in life is not to be rich and famous. Your goal in life is not to be better than anybody else. But I hope your goal in life is just to be better, a better person than you were yesterday. I hope your goal in life is to help others and to love others well. That, my friend, is a legacy that's worth leaving. And you can have a profound influence of those around you. So reflect on your own life and how are you going to change it for the better? And if you change it for the better, then you have just made my day. So you're listening to this. You're probably thinking about your life and that's awesome. I've done my job. I've enjoyed talking to you today. I really do appreciate you listening and I just want to let you know that I want to hear from you. And I, I know a lot of people listen and I know a lot of people are hurting and I want to connect with you. I want to learn from you. I want to understand and know your story. And really the only way that I can know your story is if you tell me. And so I would encourage you to reach out to me. And there are a number of ways of finding me. You can go on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. And my Twitter handle is John P. Cordray. You can go to my website at johncordray.com. You can send me an email. I don't mind those at john at johncordray.com. I want to hear from you. And if you're listening to this and, and you have listened to some other episodes, I, could, I would really love a review from you. Uh, because of the reviews I read and, and they tell me kind of what it is that people like. And that helps me come up with other episodes. Oh, and I have a, a really cool announcement uh, that I want to mention. First time I'm really announcing this. But uh, you know probably that I'm a therapist. And uh, that's what I do for a living. And one of the struggles as a therapist uh, is owning your own private practice. And because you, you don't, you're not taught on how to operate a small business in graduate school, at least not in, uh, going, uh, your master's in counseling. And I've been in private practice for a number of years and I've made a lot of mistakes, uh, a lot of good things as well. I've learned a lot. Well, one of the things that I've been doing over the past several months is putting together a free course on helping up and coming new therapist on how, how do you start a private practice? And I am so excited about this. It is completely free because I know what it's like when you're a therapist, because there's a long, it takes a long time to finally get your license. And so, uh, I developed this course It's called uh, free, the free private practice course.com. So if you're a therapist, or maybe you know somebody who's a therapist 
and maybe they're thinking about, well, maybe someday I'll have my own private practice, then tell them about this. It's called, uh, or the, the web address is www.freeprivatepracticecourse.com. And there they can sign up, they can read more about it. And it's a nine day course and it's like a boot camp. And so every day they're going to get a new step-by-step uh, -step tutorial. And if they follow each step along the way and they have 24 hours to complete it, then they are going to be able to launch their private practice. So I walked them through from scratch how to start a private practice. So I am so excited about that. I, uh, if you know someone who's a therapist, spread the word. I, I would love to hear feedback on that as well. My goal is to uh, help people feel better about life. And so my thinking is if I can help the helpers, then I can help way more people feel better about life. And so that's my goal. That's my passion. So thank you so much for listening. Again, I really appreciate it. I'll put a lot of this, uh, all this that I've been talking about on my show notes. Um, you can listen to me on iTunes and Stitcher Radio as well. Well, those are my five reflections of life. What are yours? What are your reflections? Let me know. I would love to know. All right, take care, my friends. Have a great day. I really appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.